Hello and welcome to your favorite show, Diagnosis, your one-stop show where we talk about everything that pertains to practicing medicine in Nigeria. We bring to the fore the issues that enemy tries to sweep under the rug and we also give you a peek into the lives of the people that are behind the scenes in the white coat. Today we are going to be talking about housemanship in Nigeria. We're going to be talking about the experiences of young doctors with housemanship in Nigeria and we have a guest. I know we have covered, uh, we had done one episode of that where it was just me but today I wanted to bring in a guest so we could you know talk about that with her own experience, you know compare it to mine and then open it up to the public to also have their own experiences. So I will be introducing you without further ado to the wonderful, wonderful, wonderful Dr. Martha Obi. I should give you her full name so you can ask for SSN after. Yay, give it up for my bestie. <laughs> thank you, thank you, Catherine. Was that, was that a great introduction? Did you like it? Should we go again? Jesus Christ. <laughs> Anyway, anyway, so today we are going to be talking about a topic that I actually take very personally, right? So it's, um, this is the topic, a new generation of doctors, of medical doctors in Nigeria. Are the young doctors poised to doing things differently or are they at risk of being sucked into the system? I feel like this system of practicing medicine in Nigeria is sucking us into that their old system, even though some of us are trying to improve it. Are you part of it? In what sense? I mean, in, in, in every sense, right, you see the younger generation of doctors that should be different, residents, junior residents, they are doing things, they, you tell a, a junior a junior resident as maybe a house officer that, oh, okay, or let me not even say junior, because those ones are much more kinder. Let's go with like, mm, a Not all of them. <laughs> okay, let's say a junior resident, because I have actually been victim of bullying from one of from one junior resident, right? You tell the person that, oh, you politely correct the person on something, or you say, oh, I don't think we should do that. The person just flares up. Like an ancient of these doctors, I like you cannot tell me what to do, kind of thing. Yeah, I feel like we are supposed to do things differently from the ancient of days, right? From the medical elders that quote unquote that are not willing to accept that new things are coming to them. So, do you think we are at risk of being sucked into that system to and just continue with the status quo? Or, well, me, I'm not a monk, but which of the categories are you not a monk? The ones that are being sucked in, I'm not a monk. Okay, but uh, I don't even think it's being radical. I just think um, we cannot continue to do certain things the same way. Mm-hmm. In fact, almost everything. But yes, I do agree with you that most young doctors are not beating the allegations. The the status quo is their comfort zone. So despite all the talk, that's why I always laugh when people say, Oh, um, when is our turn? It's <laughs> not going, we're not going to bully, we're not going to every everybody's going to be kinder, and medicine is not going to be the toxic profession it is known to be. I just laugh because I have seen the young and up and coming, maybe except maybe the Gen Z doctors. Maybe we'll take it to that step. But the current young doctors in hospitals, the usual hierarchy in medicine. No, no, no. Just leave those but, ones. But why do you think that is the why do you think they don't want to change that that system that oppressed them, that made them so sad, that made them not to have a life, that made them to be running from one pp to the other. Why do you think they don't want to change it? That made them feel so small to be shells of themselves. They were not expressive. They were not even able to. Because I feel like when you are stifled, you know, you can't even express yourself in a way that helps you achieve your full potential. Why do you think that is? 
Well, I would say it's a combination of two things. Stockholm Syndrome and SS3 girl mentality. So ah. it's, it's a combination. <laughs> no, I would really I like say it's a combination of those two things. Because, okay, so when I say Stockholm Syndrome, I'm saying because of the way they were trained, even though in that moment, while they were undergoing that rigorous, wicked, just inhumane treatment, I'm sure a lot of them were suicidal. They were just, they were obviously not happy. But now that it's over, there's this, you know what they call recency bias, but, yeah. but this is the reverse recency bias. So now they see it as this, it was through the fire was forged. And I came out stronger. I came Black out Smith. better. The now blacksmith. <laughs> I came out better. I'm so much stronger for it. So they have since forgotten the ills. And instead of improving upon that, they have that belief that, yes, it is the best way to do things. We must continue like that. While, on the other hand, the SS3 girl mentality. Well, <laughs> and that's like I'm bullied. <laughs> I was bullied. It is what it is. Yeah. Now they think I must continue. Did I not suffer? Because you hear a lot of from the elders before it just when I was in medical school, I'll say it was from a lot of elders. Yeah. yeah. There was only one consultant I ever met. I used to say, no, just because we went that. through ah uh, the bride's uncle. Ah, so, it's true, it's true. I, I just be so shocked because this was probably the most senior consultant in pediatrics. Yeah. Yeah. And he was so different. He used to, he was, I know uh, it was a bit radical. It's an inside joke, right? So my friend, don't, don't worry. <laughs> so we don't, I, like, I used to see him as this radical because this man was so much older than these people, but he would say things like, no, just because it was like this in our time doesn't mean it makes sense. Why are you putting someone on call how many days a week? Why are you doing this? Why are you doing that? Well, from the other elders, you'd hear things like, it was even worse. You don't think people are even enjoying now. During my time, we did we this. Suffered. We suffered. We I slept in the high. hospital for 60 days. I was on call for one month. I did this. I did that. So but he would always say no, just because we went through that doesn't that, mean that we should put people me. through that. that. We want things to be better. Like that brings me now. So, what do you think might have been something that caused him to have that shift? Because I, I don't even understand it, right? We're talking about this inhumane treatment that was meted out on young doctors during their time before they got to maybe residency and the rest. Like, what? what, what? I know you mentioned Stockholm Syndrome and SS3 mentality, but I'm still failing to wrap my head around what can push a person to want to do that wickedness. Because I've been a victim of that. I, I mean, you remember me telling you once I when I was remember. punished? For, for nothing. You look at the entire thing, there's no, because how, okay, we really have a lot of problems in Nigeria, starting from the fact that we have economic problems, political problems, then you now still have problems at your job. How does a person even function? What drives a person? Because Stockholm Syndrome and SS3 mentality for me does not just cut it. <laughs> I feel like, we not, okay, if we're even going to talk about it now, let's even keep that aside, we'll revisit that later. How do we improve? What is the way for? Because one of the reasons we have this show, right, is to be able to prefer solutions. You said that Gen Z doctors are going to do things differently. What makes I don't you believe think that. that? What makes you, first of all, what makes you think that? What are the signs they have shown that makes you think that? Because these people too might have thought we millennials are going to do wants to change it, and then they get there and their Stockholm syndrome and SS3 mentality overtake their head, and they're like, "You, I must punish you." So, what makes you think that we're going to do anything? Well, better? I think for our generation. 
I would say we are so much more aware of things that probably didn't receive a lot of lights back then. Things like mental health. Though a lot of people will say we have overdone the mental health thing. I disagree because, <laughs> yes, a select few may take advantage or may now attribute everything to being all about that. But... In the real sense of the word, I, I believe that it is it can only be positive. Mm -hmm. So since so many of us are now aware, okay, um, protecting mental health, making sure you're you're in a you're creating a non-toxic environment. I mean, I knew have consultants, I used to slap people. Mm -hmm. Please <laughs> please tell me how mm -hmm. yes. I worked somewhere where they didn't slap me anyway. But I have worked somewhere they, where they would say, ah, you don't know that professor. He has slapped resident. He has slapped SR. He has slapped house officer. I said, ah, so is the CMD not going to do anything about it? This is actual physical assault in the workplace. Let me cut you in, right? <laughs> I feel like it's another reason is because we have very poor HR system. Yes. And I think we need to revisit that. And I'm going to, I want to hear from the audience, right? Doctors in the system, younger doctors, do you think we're poised to doing things differently, especially the Jesus? Because we believe there's no hope for them. There's no hope for them. Forget, forget this one. So, yeah, like, I mean, slapping people, I... I can't wrap my head around it. If they had slapped me, I'm, I'm a princess in my village. They don't beat me. <laughs> they will buy elephants. They will buy elephant too. Baby elephant that was born when the rain was falling and ah. the sun was shining. Yeah, it's very, okay. very, very precise. My princess. I love that. Thank you. Anyway, so yeah, um, that brings me to something. Yeah, so we see doctors, right? I mean, the old practice is you finish school. You do your induction. Hopefully, they, they agree to induction. Like me, they never do not do. <laughs> so you do your induction, do your housemanship, and then you go into clinical practice. There was no way for you to diversify into other things that would also develop your knowledge, especially with hospital administration, right? So, for instance, now they go everybody, all the doctors just run into clinical practice, and then they leave hospital administration, the finance part for those that. That yes, they had studied this in school, but they do not have that clinical experience to how do I say this invoke the empathy that they need to function very well in that so that they understand that ah, doctors are suffering. You can't be paid five thousand naira. I don't know what is hazard allowance now. So does it too? You can't be paid thirty two k as hazard allowance and expect the person to be fired. Instead of some of them also branching out into health economics, health financing, and policy implementation, all of these things that gives them the knowledge, you know, with their clinical acumen to be able to do these things. And when that happens, you know, they are not adequately remunerated. They are financially starved. And then they now bring that frustration to young doctors. That now causes them to be saying, you know what? I suffered in school. I'ma slap you. <laughs> what? No, but is someone is slapping you? Do you need, there's something wrong. Well, I do believe that maybe um, during the course of medical education, we should be made aware of possible alternative routes to go into stay within the healthcare sector. Yeah, everybody cannot do residency. Oh, everybody. Although now I think everybody can do residency. They've stopped forming. Now they will say, come with or without your primaries. Residency slots are <laughs> a dime a dozen now. So maybe possibly everybody can do residency. But yes, I do believe that um, young doctors should be made aware of other jobs they can go into within the healthcare sector. As you mentioned, financing, hospital administration. I've 
always wonder because I don't understand. Somebody will go through the ranks, residency, um, consultant. Next thing you hear that is the person's done to be CMD. <laughs> Which we, <laughs> I just want to know what qualifies you, what administrative degree, what did you do that actually qualifies you to run a hospital? I'm not having any issue with, I yes, I believe that um, medics should be at the forefront of running a hospital. But, you but yes, you should have something. You. you should maybe be made to do some courses on hospital administration or something. If not, I just think we're running into problems on yeah. that front. And then some of them will even leave. So they, some of them will fight. Because I heard that they actually go through some very diabolical things to get to CMD position. It's a very cutthroat position. And then when they now get there, because they are not, they don't have the adequate knowledge, right? They end up leaving, abdicating key things like finance and the rest. That's why you will come to a hospital and the elevator is not working. Oh, God. This is wrong. Like, because these are the issues that will now cause a doctor to come to the ward and be angry at everybody because he has had to climb a flight of 10 stairs. I human. I don't even think a human being should be climbing 10 flights so of stairs. If we're even talking, if we're even, I even said uh, 10 stairs. Like, if, yeah, thanks. But like, if, if, if somebody, like, I think and one of the issues with the younger doctors, the millennials, right, is because they were not at the fore or they were not bringing forth the, or maybe I don't know, correct me, don't be angry, my senior colleagues. But like maybe I don't know the fights and the struggles you guys have had to go through. But we're coming into a system where we are seeing nothing being done. With all the strikes that have happened, all the strike actions that mm, have happened. Strike is the nothing being done. And then you come and you take out that frustration on us. And you want to like you can't do things differently from the medical elders, from the ancients of this. When you go on strike action, somebody is paid behind the scenes. You now come back to the hospital, repeat uh, climbing. You are climbing a, a flight of stairs. You are entering the. Well, world, to be fair, I think for strike actions, they do come out with something. That's it's usually problem. more about, I mean, the hazard allowance, the MRTM training fund and all of that so it's not let's not no, make no. allegations we can't substantiate no, I'm, not, I'm not i'm not making allegations okay. i can't substantiate but let's be honest with ourselves matter we were in uni when hazard allowance was five thousand there we had hazard allowance was 5k from our third year that was in 2000 and when was that 2017 2016 2016 hazard allowance is five thousand i remember having that conversation with you and i was like so if i am going to theater and i hit my head and i need to do a city scan no, no, seriously though, is it 5k? And then that was debated. They wanted to change her. You are even going too far because that one, maybe they will argue that you were liable. But I have seen cases, yes, where doctors are pricked by maybe imagine being pricked by hepatitis B positive patient. And I've seen someone call her fat. She had to call her dad. Anyway, thank God for parental phones. <laughs> but she had to call her for dad to drop 200 and something thousand naira for him. You know, globally, how much is her salary? Wow. Because the hospital will not pick up that. You see, track. these are the problems. And then how do you expect this? And see, I think I'm even making a case for those that are wicked now. 
they are just wicked because you're not I'm not the cause of your frustration, please. Yes, no. you know where I am. Asobila is. You can <laughs> take both. <laughs> but yeah, these these problems. I mean, see, I don't even know how to address it or what. That's why I really I want to hear from other people. Let them give us an insight. Maybe we too we need to have more knowledge on these things to be able to talk and prefer this real this necessary solutions because it makes no sense that at this day and age you come to the hospital angry nobody knows the cause of your anger but we can all see the cause of it too but we don't really know if that that may be one of the many problems is the cause of your anger right and then you take it out on us make a doctor to stay in the hospital for 48 hours when you know that a person is that not how someone died recently from 48 hours so it was more than 48 hours, I think. And uh, I think they said he was the only house officer in his unit. And, of course, all the exhaustion and everything. But you know that in a lot of departments, especially when you're a house yes. officer, it's not about to do 48 hours. No, it's not about to do 48 hours. It's acceptable. But they will tell you. When I was a resident, I did one week. I did one week. I did this. I've heard because um, a hospital I've worked at, a tertiary institution I've worked at, they I really marveled at the fact that they were not doing surgical residency in the typical way. They were not so, I, and I think that it's made, it's reduced workload, it's reduced um, fatigue, and it was just, I felt it was something that was working. But trust some consultants to argue that it wasn't working. This is not how they were trained. I had a consultant talk about how she did, um, she did 30 days straight neurosurgery call. And that's what it's meant to be. Once you are in a unit, you should do it like that. So you should be sleeping in, you should be sleeping in the hospital every day. That is how they keep emphasizing that is how we were trained. That's how we were trained. As if in life, there's, is there anything permanent in life? Yeah. The medical <laughs> training. The weekend medical training. Is Change is like, a constant. No, no, they don't. But they will that. insist this is not how we were trained. So there's no way this is working. That they must they must review the system and go to and start and implement that. Blah blah blah. I was just looking. See, where do you even start <laughs> from talking about solutions to something like this? Because this is a mindset. I know we've talked about doctors going into other, you know understanding the terrain, the administration, economics, and the rest, then, um, like, I don't even know if that is effective enough to bring about change, to be honest. Maybe on the side of the patients, maybe the patients may be the ones benefiting. No, I think it's kind but of... But for the doctors themselves, <laughs> you know, I will laugh for because your minister of labor was a doctor. Your previous minister of labor was a doctor. Really At the true. same time, you had a doctor, that's minister of health. That's, that's did your minister of <laughs> did your minister one of them? Tell us the the one said we should be tailors. The other one said there should be nothing like hazard allowance. Yeah, that so I don't even know what you. I, I I don't really agree that doctors being on top is going to do anything for those of us. It's going to trickle down. I don't believe it. So. That even brings me to something, yeah? I th- another thing is side hustles, right? So some mm-hmm. doctors will have some very far apart side hustles. We are broke. Like, <laughs> I know doctors are poor. Yeah. So the first thing is, money. you see a doctor that is running a suya joint or a doctor that is a tailor. And these things are so far. It's like two different ends. There is no reconciliation. How does it even act? Because if you're doing something in other developed countries, no one is saying you don't have a side hustle. But if you're doing something, you should do along the lines of what is your day-to-day so that you are impacting more lives in oh. your action, in okay. your side hustling. 
please but let's look at the financial aspect so instead of me to let's say try to combine um let's say private practice with my day job yes so you want me to go and be doing local they'll tell me to come and do 24 hours local 7,000 naira <laughs> you know is it not better with so close wait 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 sorry is it not better local how much Seven thousand naira. You hear ten thousand naira. You just hear some kind of ridiculous amount. Is it not better you are making corsets in one corner, or you are slicing meat, making suya? Yes. Every day I, I support, and I thank God I made the decision to leave clinical <laughs> every day. Cause what? <laughs> it is happening, and yes, people can be desperate enough to take up such offers. Te I was, no, I'm talking I about it from a position of. Let's do something that closely mirrors what you do, so you can, by you can, you know, contribute more to society. Mm -hmm. But even this is, we need why to would the doctor come for society contribute to us? We too, we need to eat food. So, so I support. What, how what happened? How do we even? How what? Are, how? Or is it when they owe salaries? Have we not heard of some states where the state government? That's why me, I even wonder. You hear somebody's doing residency, but for the past seven months, they've not paid the person's salary. See, this is this is. The I will like come to the hospital consultants to insult me. They've not paid me salary. No, 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 no. Why? As I feel like I'm having even discussing with you, I'm getting more insight into the reason why some of them are the way they are. So if we want to talk about, it's still no excuse anyway. <laughs> no, 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 no. These are legitimate. Matter financial frustration is a real thing. You have a family of five to feed, you know, plus extended family. I'm not even counting them when I say family of five now. So four children, one woman who is maybe a housewife, right? And then how do you do that? You come to work and you're angry. For me, so I'm angry now. Probably they've also not paid me. So why would I be the one you take your frustration out on because I'm a junior colleague? So really, well, we can only hope things will change. Well, this is, you know what? I mean, I, I, I don't, I'm lost. And this is the first time you guys will be hearing me on this show and I'm short of words, but I feel like we, we need to have another episode of this, right? And I would love to have you on, on that episode. Sure. Let's go back and read up on these things. Let's understand them. Let's know how to profess. Let's even know how to think up solutions that, that can be implemented for this kind of problems. Because it's, it's unfair that doctors continue, or some doctors continue to, you know, enforce that those draconian rules they were made to go through in, in practice and it's, it's affecting the other the younger generations affecting the other doctors and these supposed people these doctors rather are supposedly the younger generation of doctors that are meeting out this evil so i feel like this is something we need to discuss more on have the understand i think next time we even have this show uh this topic right we're going to have the opinion of a wicked junior rich i'm going to bring the man that was very sick <laughs> I'm going to bring him. <laughs> Don't worry, I'll convince him. What? I will convince him. He's going to be here. But you guys are not going to tell him that I said it was wicked to me. No. Okay, so you want to ambush yeah, him? I Love I'm that. Just, I'm going to just say hi, guys. <laughs> anyway, thank you guys so much for joining us. I had a lot of fun. And did you have fun? Of course, I had a lovely time. Oh my god, stop it. I'm great <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, this remains your favorite show, Diagnosis, where we talk about issues. I know here we've, we've basically talked a lot about the issues that surround this, but we also want to think of solutions that we, you know, can be implemented to change lives. That's the entire point of this. So I hope you had a lot of fun watching us as we had a lot of fun bringing this to your screens and maybe your ears via podcast. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram and we will share the link to our Instagram and our Spotify and we hope to hear from you, the audience. Thank you for having us.